yesterday, like someone came over who's much younger than me. And he like pointed out that I had Sugan Stevens, the age of odds on vinyl. And I was like, yeah, I love that album. Um, I think it's like one of his best albums. Like whatever. I like did my whole spiel. I saw the show and he was like, oh my God, mm. I'm so jealous. He's like, I remember my mom showed it to me when I was a kid. And I was like, <laughs> oh fucking God. I was like, oh, fucking no. murder me. Fucking kill me. Kill me. Just kill me right now. I was like, I was sucking dick when that fucking album came out. You know what I mean? <laughs> yes. It's awful whenever it's like, yeah, someone, there was like, today they announced that like 10 year anniversary of Random Access Memories. And someone on the Reddit was like, ugh, it's time flies by. I was a senior in high school and that came out. And I was like, girl. I was, yeah, I was sucking loose dick at Barbarella. <laughs> listening weird. to Touch. I was gonna sing the Lord of the Rings theme, but I can't get Game of Thrones out of my head. But that's not it. What's the Lord, Lord of the Rings of one? The ring. Lord of the Rings. <laughs> Lord of the Rings, the return of the king. Um, <laughs> hi, everyone. <laughs> welcome, welcome. It's Straight People hi. Movies. It's the podcast where each week we two gays, we explore movies straight people love, and we ask, why? 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 Why, why, Mr. Frodo? Why, <laughs> Mr. Frodo? No, Mr. Frodo? No, stop! Don't stop listen that. to him, Mr. Frodo. He's trying to trick you. Th- throw the ring in the fire. Why are you holding it? Why, Mr. Frodo? We've come all this way, bitch. Girl, uh, if bro. I were Sam, I would have pushed his ass into that fucking fire. No lie, no lie, bitch. I would have been like, bitch, uh, I am stuck by your side. For however long this journey takes from beginning to end, I'm sure about a year or some shit. And <laughs> and you're at, we finally get here. You fucking mm-hmm. five minutes ago were like, bye, bitch. Bye. Bye, bitch. Mm-hmm. Saved your life from a giant spider. And then we get mm-hmm. to the fucking fires of Mount Doom and you're straight, like straight up going to be like, no. No. I like being invisible. No. No. You have you never been invisible before, have Mama. you? It's so slay. I like if Gollum it. wasn't there to get the job done, Sam was gonna have to push him. Like, mm-hmm. like Mama. And I feel like he would have. I feel like he would. Det- I feel like he, I feel he like Sam done. was on his like last rope. I think he was like I, I would have been. Oh yeah, I would have gone too. I would have grabbed him and just ran. It was like a yeah. I mean, at that point, you're like, we're gonna die anyway because they were like, we yeah, have no honor or elfin bread. So like, it's <laughs> over. It's yeah, over. let's go. Um, I'm Kirk Van Sickle. I'm Dylan Garcia, and we're and, hobbits. And we're oh, we're so hobbits. Out of we're all so the hobbits. beings of Middle Earth, I am absolutely a hobbit. I would one hundred percent. My character in the Lord of the Rings is one of those hobbits that's like unimpressed at the end of the movie <laughs> when they come back to the Shire. I'd be like, I'm yep. gonna fuck with this pumpkin. Like, I don't really care what you guys did while you're away. <laughs> <laughs> I'm gonna steal more fireworks. That, that would be me. I'd be the fireworks. Oh, we're it. Mary and Pippin for sure, honey. Uh, <laughs> for sure. Like if we were part of the journey, Mary and Pippin mm-hmm. for sure. Oh, hundred percent. hundred percent. 
So, yeah, I mean, obviously, yeah. we've made it pretty clear that we are talking about not just the Lord of the Rings, but we're talking about the Return of the King. Red- <laughs> we're recording this after Angela Bassett did the thing. Lord of the It'll Rings, the Return up. of the King. <laughs> but my favorite part about it is how out of breath she is during it. Like, that's what makes She's it She's a professional... Great. Broadway singer. But you know that she didn't do vocal warm-ups before this fucking Baptist performance. Oh, I mean, no. Why would she? Who cares? Well, it sounded like she wrote it at about 6.55 p.m. Yeah. She's like, like the way none of it. It's like, she's like, Angela Bassett had the thing. <laughs> Viola Davis, my woman. King. Like, it's just so like, I love it. It's so amazing. Um, that and like the combination of her like Carrie Hilson hair. I is know. So, so good. It's Ariana DeBose so is generally. definitely one of those girls that when she goes to Pride, she's like decked out in rainbow. A hundred percent. She's one of those girls. <laughs> um, but yeah, so yeah, we're talking about Lord of the Rings Return of the King. This is part of our straightest Best Picture winner series, which is kind of funny because basically all Best Picture winners are straight mm-hmm. <laughs> for the most yeah. part. Uh, for the gayest night of the year, we really do be awarding the straightest of the movies. Kind of like what we're doing yes. here at Straight People Movies, isn't it? Mm-hmm. <laughs> we're awarding them further by yeah. talking about them. By talking about um, them. But you know, I, this movie's so good. Oh, <laughs> we, yeah. We'll, we'll get into it in a minute. We'll get into it, but why don't I you... I think this is my favorite of the ones that we've watched so far of this series. What so if let's... we a Million Dollar Baby, Birdman, Million Dollar Baby, and then accidentally Birdman. also did another one? Gladiator. Gladiator. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. This is the best one. Yeah. <laughs> this is absolutely. There's like no competition. Um, yeah. But yeah, in case someone here has not seen The Lord of the Rings, The Return of the King, which is like, how uh, is that even yeah. possible? <laughs> um, we're Just give the people like a one sentence recap. Because like, yeah. like, there's a lot that has happened up to this point. There's this is the so third much. of a trilogy. Like, mama, like, yeah. get with the program. Read a book. Yeah. Watch a film. <laughs> Uh, so yeah, this week we watched the 2003 Best Picture winner, Lord of the Rings Return of the King, directed by Peter Jackson and starring Elijah Wood, Viggo Mortensen, Ian McKellen, Orlando Bloom, Andy Serkis, a bunch of other people, and my husband, Sean asked. Oh god, he's so cute in this movie. <laughs> he's so cute. He's, uh, mm, he's so good. He's so good. Um, Return of the King is the epic conclusion of the Lord of the Rings saga, and we will be getting a lot of names, locations, and details wrong, so do not come for us, or I swear to God we will cancel this podcast and delete our back catalog. Do not tempt us. Y'all, I do not need you token heads in the fucking... No. Stop. Right? No. Stop it. I don't care if that's how you say the city, that they're the one mm-hmm. on the mountains, the white one. Math- to, I'm going to get it all Matthias wrong. Matthias Am- Amir, or whatever the fuck it is. We're going to be, it's going to be a lot of this guy's, that guy's, these I don't, two guys. There's not a difference between Boromir and Faramir. There's not a difference Mm-mm. between Arwen and Eowyn. Mama, the, there's no difference between all the hobbits. They're all the same. They all had to go get the ring into Count Mordor. <laughs> Count Mordor. Whenever Bilbo. Count Mordor. It is a Count Mordor. <laughs> oh, Jesus. This is already starting off really poorly. Count Doku. Um, <laughs> Sudoku. <yes. laughs> That'd be such a good drag name, Sudoku. Oh, my God. Yeah, okay, someone steal it. Someone there steal was it. this, okay, when I was in Philly, there were these, like, signs for their, like, local Jeep dealership, and it was called Barbara Jeep, and if I lived in Philly, you know damn well my drag name would be Barbara Jeep. That is so good. I love it's that. It's so good. Speaking <laughs> um, and of you things can watch that are this, good. Oh, sorry, go ahead. Yeah, you can watch this on HBO Max, and speaking of things that are good, The Lord of the Rings Return of the King. What a slay of a movie. Slay. 
Slay. It's Slay. Such a Slay. <laughs> it's Slay. Lord of the Rings. Uh, mm, the greatest trilogy of all time. I'm just going to say yeah. it. I'm going to say it. Um, And I'm not even like a gaggy like Lord of the Rings girl. But it's like, so clear yeah. that like there will never be. but And there also will never be a trilogy like Lord of the Rings ever again. Because no one in their right mind would ever give a director the amount of money, time. And like like. The fact that these movies were all shot at the exact same time is insane to me. Like Fucking crazy. every time I read that, I'm like, no way did the studio just say, yeah, just film all three movies over the course of a year. We believe in you, Peter Jackson, <laughs> the director of the Frighteners and Brain Dead. Like, yeah, it's what? so crazy. What? Like, is New Line Cinema even a thing anymore? I don't think so. And it's crazy that they had like the the money and the trust to. Do because like this movie got turned down by Miramax. Yeah, like Miramax wanted to do, like do it in two movies, and New Line was like, "Nope, here you go. We will give you all this shit." And it's crazy. He just took over New Zealand for a year. That is crazy. I and the thing is, it looks so good. The CGI There's, still looks good. Like ex- Gollum looks yeah. good, Mama. Gollum looks incredible. All that big, this entire second act looks so breathtaking. I think there's one shot that looks bad, and it's whenever they bow to all the hobbits at the end. That well, okay, looks a little. I, I do need screen-y. to talk about that for a second. Yeah, <laughs> Mama, orphan first kill, <laughs> girl. The one thing I got to say about these movies, and I only watched. I got to watch the Fellowship of the Ring. Did not have time to watch the Two Towers. Sorry, Two Towers fans. And, and sorry, I same. I also watched the extended editions, and the Return of the King extended edition is four hours long, with thirty minutes of credits. By the way. Because <laughs> it puts every member of the Lord of the Rings fan club in the end, which is kind of cute. Um, oh, I love that. Because I was like, why are these credits so long? And that's why. Um, y'all, I know, like, it's cool. It's really cool that he used, like, real old school camera tricks and things and perspective things to make mm-hmm. the hobbits look smaller than everyone else. And I think it works really well when they're doing, like, shot reverse shots where, like, Gandalf's, like, looking down and they're looking up. Like, they really fake it pretty well. But when they do those wide shots, girl... And it's, like, mm-hmm. clearly a toddler, like, <laughs> in Hobbit gear, walking next to Gandalf. I'm like, y'all. Like, you really think that we're going to sit here and believe that that is fucking Elijah Wood? Like, for real. It's really funny. Like, it, like, really threw me out. Like, it, it's fine. Like, the movie's great. Like, who cares? But it really is, like, the it does not work at all. Like, every time there's a no. wide shot, I'm like, a child. A little person, <laughs> someone that is not Elijah Wood, someone that is not Sean Astin, like clearly is mm-hmm. not them. And yeah, it's. Uh, I'm it's glad they funny. never like see they they were like imposed their face. It was always like to the back or whatever. Like I'm glad they didn't do like I don't know. I hate when people CGI a face onto another body. Oh, it's so God. terrifying. To well, me. that's why that shot of the Hobbits being bowed to the end looks really bad because it's clearly like a big green screen shot. They yeah. probably, like, did later, like, in a studio. They were probably like, oh, yeah, we should have, like, a scene, like, a la The Return <laughs> of the Jedi, like, where... hmm Or was that the first... No, that's the first Star Wars movie. I don't fucking... I don't care about Star Wars. Anyway, um, <laughs> I actually care probably more about Lord of the Rings than Star Wars. Uh, I'm yeah. gonna be real. Better Lord trilogy. Of the Rings is... Yes, it is. Uh, I, haven't, I haven't watched the Star Wars in a while. We should do Star Wars one day. Um, we have to. We have That'll be to. our last episode. We'll just do fucking Star Wars. <laughs> we'll do our last. We'll we'll give you a good runway, good landing spot. We're gonna end in nine episodes. We'll do all the Star Warses in order. Oh Jesus! 
God. Ugh. No, we're just gonna. Do um, that. but well, we're here because it won Best Picture. It's actually tied with Titanic and Ben Hur for the most winningest Best Picture yeah. with eleven awards. Which is like, it's crazy. You, you have to be an epic to win that many Oscars because you got to get the technical, yeah. and then you've also got to mm-hmm. get the writing and directing and all that down too. Yeah, and it's crazy. Did it with no acting nominations. No either. acting nominations, but also like Titanic didn't win any acting nominations, mm-hmm. right? Even though it was yeah, nominated. It was nominated. For yeah, it was, mm-hmm. Because I think, because Lord of the Rings was nominated for 11 and won all of them. That's crazy. Whereas I think Titanic was nominated for 14 and lost three. And it was all the acting. Leo, Kate, and Kathy. No, it was Gloria. um, Gloria. The old lady. Yeah. Yeah, she was nominated. Yeah. (laughs) Whatever. Um, But I think this is actually like a pretty good year for Best Picture. I think the only kind of outlier is Seabiscuit. But it beat Mystic River, which... Cool. No, um, you know how I feel. Ma- uh, Master and Commander, which slay. Master and Commander is so good. And Lost in Translation. That is like, that is cool. That, like, out of yeah. all these, like, epic, like, bro movies, like, it's like Sofia Coppola's, like, Lost in Translation is just, like, yeah, in there the, vibing. Yeah, this gentle <laughs> friendship movie. You know, with the Phoenix so cool. score and, like, a, you know. Does it have a Phoenix yeah, score? Yeah, it won. It a Phoenix score. Literally everything else. It won score. It won song. It won both the sounds. It won art direction. It didn't win cinematography. It didn't win cinematography. Which is crazy. What what, what, Master Commander? Master Commander. Yeah, that makes sense. Which is That makes sense. Master Commander is so good. Um, But yeah, it's interesting because I was like, when I was watching the movie, I was thinking the entire time about like Marvel and how like people always like talk about why Marvel doesn't do well at the Oscars. Like, if it does, it'll be, like, a technical award. Like, it'll win, like, Black Panther winning for costume or something right. like that. And it's, like, Marvel's, like, it's not, like, classy enough. Like, Lord of the Rings is classy. Yeah, these... You watch it, it's, like, sophisticated. No, it's really weird watching it, because it's, like, how can something be, have such a legacy but no influence mm-hmm. over anything? Other yeah. than maybe Game of Thrones. But even then... I feel like Game of Thrones still didn't capture, like, the awe and, like, the magic and the fantasy of Lord of the Rings at all. Um, Yeah, because it looks like, cool, because Lord of the Rings, like, is basically a soap opera. It's basically Downton Abbey. Yeah. And every, like, three episodes, there's dragons. Yeah, no, that's the thing. And it's funny because I was reading online that, like, a lot of, like, really hardcore Tolkien heads and, like, even Tolkien's family themselves, like, don't, like, love the movies because... They're a little bit more on, like, the thrilling, violent action-adventure side and not as, like, internal. But it's a film. So I just feel like mm-hmm. – I feel like Jackson – I haven't read – I started reading Fellowship of the Ring when I was a kid. And I was like, this is boring. Um, Sorry, everyone. <laughs> Way too many descriptions it of, is. like, the history of trees in a field um, for me to enjoy. But um, I think that, like, it translates well into a movie. I think that making it more action-oriented, like, it does a service to – the story and like at the end of the day, like the point of the film is to like enrapture you in this like fantastical world, and it does that more successfully, I think, than probably any other movie that's like of this kind. Like it's be- mm-hmm. Harry Potter can't touch it. Star Wars gets close on the aesthetic end, but the thing that like Star Wars doesn't have that Lord of the Rings has is great acting. I think that mm-hmm. for me is really what sets Lord of the Rings apart from every other like fantasy or sci-fi franchise is the acting is excellent in Lord of the Rings. The like, so everyone good, is so good, perfectly cast, like really committed to what they're doing and it shows and you can tell they're all mm-hmm. really passionate about what they're doing. Like it wasn't for the paycheck, you know, like you don't no. get that feeling like you do when you watch a Marvel movie. 
Yeah, I thought it would have been really cool, like, if Ian McKellen got, like, a supporting actor nom. Well, like, he did for Fellowship. He, he did for Fellowship. For Fellowship, yeah. It's crazy he didn't get one for Return of the King, because I, I mean, he's definitely more active in Fellowship. Yeah, I think... But for, I think it's, like, a they would have done it for him as, like, a wrap-up for the whole series. So here's my opinion about Lord of the Rings and acting nominations. First movie, Ian McKellen got nominated... If anyone else were to get nominated, I would say Sean Bean probably gives. Mm. It was really funny because it's so fun to make fun of Boromir uh, because he's like a piece of shit. Um, yeah. But I actually like this time around, and I know we're talking about Fellowship and not Return of the King, but whatever. Um, I actually also just want to throw this out here. I actually think that the Fellowship of the Ring is better than the Return of the King, personally. I do also. I think it's the best of the I series. I think it's more of a movie. I think that what the Fellowship has over the other two is that there's one story. Mm-hmm. And it's focused on Frodo. It's focused on the ring. It feels like an adventure epic. And I think I just prefer that sort of thing over, like, a war movie or, like, a politics movie. Like, I mm-hmm. feel like when it gets into all the politics and, like, the kingdoms and, like, Viggo Mortensen's character, like, being the king, I'm like, eh, I don't really care about the Land of Men. I don't really, like, y'all are boring as hell. Like, I don't give a shit. <laughs> but, like, Frodo and Sam and Gollum, every time oh, yeah. I got back to that storyline in Return of the King, I was like, this is what I'm here to watch. I'm ready mm-hmm. to watch fucking Frodo go through hell to get that motherfucking ring to Mount Doom. I love mm-hmm. it. But, yeah, for me, Sean Bean gives a great performance in Fellowship. I remember that it, the main thing I remember about the Two Towers is that Andy Circus slays in the Two Towers with the acting. Yes. And I, I remember that was a big thing and people were like, should he get nominated? It was for the two towers specifically. There was like this whole, like he should be nominated. And they were like, no, because technically it's an animated performance, but even though it's performance capture and it's not the same thing. Like he was physically like doing the acting as God. The thing also like that year is such maybe one of my favorite best supporting actor lineups ever 2002. So the winner is Chris Cooper for adaptation. Oh, one of the coolest Oscar wins of all time. Mm-hmm. Ed Harris in the Hours. Oh, great performance. Paul Newman in Road to Perdition. Okay, whatever. Yeah, John C. Riley in Chicago. Oh, love him in that. So good. And Christopher Walken in Catch Me If You Can. Ooh, that's a fun one too. I would just say like throw Paul Newman out for his like sorry like never got nominated for an, or never won an Oscar nomination or whatever the fuck that's for, mm-hmm. and just throw in Andy Circus. That'd have been such a cool Easy. mom. That would have been such, such a cool. And let one. Chris Cooper still win. Like it's fine. But like yes. Andy Circus in. Two Towers, Slay. For me, the third movie, the MVP in the acting department, should have been nominated. Sean Astin as Sam. He's so good. He <laughs> has, has a full arc. It's like, so good. He's, he's so dramatic in it and, like, so, like, both pathetic and heroic at the same time. He sells the shit out of that character in that third mm-hmm. movie. Like, so Elijah's so good. passive in this entire, in the entire time. He's barely in it. Well, and when he is in it, he's being carried or he's mummified. Well, that's the tough part about, like, heroes in, in, in these kinds of movies, right? Like, it's, like, the same problem. Mm-hmm. Well, Harry Potter is just a badly written character because J.K. Rowling's a hack. Um, mm-hmm. So he has no personality. But apparently, from what I was reading, one of the main things that the Tolkien heads don't love about the movies is that a lot of the book is about Frodo's internal like mm-hmm. burden and journey, like having the ring and how it weighs him down. And there's just not really like an effective way to like show that in a movie. Mm-hmm. Um, so it's yeah. tough because I think that like the character might be a very well-written character in the book, but in the movie we don't get to see or hear or feel like what he's 
dealing with inside. I think that yeah. Elijah does a good job, like, physically. Like, I love that, like, the mm-hmm. detail of, like, that the ring is literally, like, it's, like, in his skin. Like, mm-hmm. the necklace is, like, destroying his, like, neck. Like, it's, like, truly, like, you get the sense, like, it's actually, like, weighs. Like, it's heavy. Mm-hmm. Um, So they do the best they can. But I agree that, like, I think what they ended up having to do, maybe, is give all that dramatic arc stuff to Sam. Um, yeah. Because it just made more sense. And yeah, Sean Astin, like, fucking, I'm like actually kind of shocked he didn't get nominated, honestly. Or there wasn't a lot of maybe yeah. like talk about him being nominated. I don't really remember that being the case. Um, I feel like it's more in retrospect, people are like, damn, Sean Astin should have like been nominated for an Oscar for that, you know? Yeah, and that's like the the lineup this year for the for 2003 is kind of I would say lesser than the 2002 one because Tim Robbins wins for Mystic River. Mm. Alec Baldwin in The Cooler, which is a movie that no one remembers or talks about. Mm-mm. Benicio Del Toro on 21 Grams, sure. Uh, Jaiwan Hansu in America. Okay. Sure. And then Ken Watanabe in The Last Samurai. Okay. Yeah. Also, sure. Mm, I think they could have thrown Sean in there. Yeah. I think Sean could have gotten I mean, there. Benicio, he already had his Oscar at this point, right? Yes. Yeah, kick out he Benicio. had one for Traffic. Yeah, like two years ago. Like, he yeah, is really good in Sean Astin's, though. He is very good in 21 Grams. <laughs> He's probably my favorite part of that movie. Yeah. Um, yeah, it's just, but yeah, he, yeah, Sean slays. Um, that whole storyline's amazing. Everyone's really good in it. I do think that, like, I know we're talking about, like, I think the whole series as a whole is slay. Like, I'm not denying mm-hmm. that. But I do think that the, my unpopular crazy hot take is I think The Return of the King might be my least favorite of the three. I do need to rewatch The Two Towers because it's been a long time, but I remembered really liking it as a kid because I loved the Gollum Smeagol storyline yeah. and Andy Serkis's performance. And I thought it added a lot of like heft to the film. I really could can do without these like battle sequences personally. I just don't care about mm-hmm. action that much. And I think The Return of the King does spend a lot of time on those battle sequences. They're gorgeous. I mean, I, there's no mm-hmm. denying that. Oh, it's like the middle hour of the movie. Yeah. And it's cool. Um, and it's pretty horrifying. I do think that like the ghosts kind of like undercut the whole thing a little bit. Mm-hmm. It's just like, like a little too easy. It's like, Oh yeah. Oh, it just so oh, happens way, these... that these motherfuckers <laughs> we convinced didn't the ghost fight army to come with the us. first time against Sauron and they got cursed. And now we're going to go get them. And they're going to, like, mm-hmm. there's literally so many of them. They're going to, like, destroy every. I don't know. I just, for me, it's, like, a little too easy. It was, like, yeah. I would have liked a little bit more, like, Alamo-style, like, ragtag. Like, they won from sheer determination, you know? <laughs> they took those elephants down. They did take those elephants down, Mama. Mm-hmm. And I just think uh, that, that, I don't know. I just, like, don't like that in fantasy and sci-fi movies. I feel like that happens a lot in them. It's just, like, something yeah. really, like, comes in at the last minute and like saves the day. And I'm just like, no, I need, I need struggle. I need stakes, mama. (laughs) Um, how do you feel about Peter Jackson? What's your, what's your steez in Peter Jackson? What a strange director. Um, what a weirdo. Well, he directed one of the greatest films of all time. Um, perfect in every way. Uh, heavenly creatures, uh, is a perfect film. Uh, everyone should watch it. Unfortunately, you can't because it's unavailable everywhere. Uh, it's the most stupid thing on the planet. Peter, if you're listening, what the fuck is going on? Is it a music rights thing? Like what's happening? Does Kate like not want the the movie to be released because she's like psycho in it? I don't fucking know. It's too good. It's just too good of a movie. I think that movie's perfect. I think brain dead's fun. 
Um, I love Meet the Feebles. One of my favorites. I've never heard of that. It's, it's his like Sesame Street Muppet Show parody. It's like, what if what if the Muppets were like horny and fucked? And were so like gross. that musical. Yes, but it's yeah, it's like like Avenue Q, but more like more garbage, more on the side of garbage kids. Yeah, it's interesting. Like I, the the like the Kermit the Frog character gets like rabbit AIDS in it. It's like that level oh, of gross. taste. I love that. Very John Waters. I it's interesting to me because I think the Heavenly Creatures feels like a film. Everything else that he did before Lord of the Rings feels very like campy and silly and over the top. Mm-hmm. So it's really interesting that he was able to get the financing for Lord of the Rings. He must have just really like real. sold it and just was like, I am so passionate about making this happen. Like no one else can do it but me. Um, and he got all these like, mm-hmm. obviously he got like Ian McKellen and like Christopher Lee involved. So it's like, yeah, slay. And I, I, I'm just, I was, I'm really impressed that he was able to do this because let's be honest. He hasn't made one good movie since Lord of the Rings period. Hi, future Dylan here. Uh, just let y'all know we lost audio during the recording of this part. So if it sounds like a weird abrupt change, it is. Uh, just wanted to give you a heads up. Okay, enjoy the episode. Bye. Do you have anything else to say about the movie? Um, What else do I have to say about Lord of the Rings? I mean, it's Slay. It's Slay. It's Slay. There's orcs. <laughs> there's elves. There's wizards. Yeah. There's women. Fighting witch king, women there's fighting elephants. There's ghost pirate things. <laughs> it's, it feels very uh, what is it? Uh, best in show. Or it's like we talk about soup. We'll just sit and not talk. <laughs> yeah, it's very that. It's very <laughs> that. Love not you talking. Know, um, <laughs> one thing I do want to mention is that when I was younger, one of the reasons why I didn't love Return of the King is because it feels like it has five million endings. This time mm-hmm. didn't feel that way. I was like, no, no, like I needed all those endings. Yeah, whenever, whenever it ended, whenever they like threw the thing in the volcano, whenever they're sitting on the island, uh, the you know, welcome to my island. Mm-hmm. At the end, I was like, I liked the time because I was like, oh, famously has a million endings, and there's only 15 minutes left, and I was like, oh, that's like a regular. Yeah, movie. I don't know. I guess like, my like 12 year old mind couldn't like comprehend that like they would go back to the Shire, and then like Frodo would be like, actually, no. And that was called The Lord of the Rings. My favorite detail Uh. about The Lord of the Rings that I noticed as a child is I remember, like, seeing the credits at the end of the first film when I was, like, 10 or whatever. And being like, wow, I think it's kind of weird that Liv Tyler is third build. Um, (laughs) Because she was, like, barely in Fellowship of the Ring. And I remember it as a child because I thought she was pretty and I liked her as I did with most women. Mm-hmm. I just like, I like her. Uh, she's pretty. She's pretty. I was like, oh, maybe she'll be really in like the move, the other movies a lot more. The yeah. funny thing is that she's in the other two movies less. She's like actually yep. in the Fellowship of the Ring the most. And she's third build in every movie. And I've always wondered why. I always think that maybe she was supposed to have a bigger role and they like cut it down. And as they like, Sorry, they were like, we'll like third bill you. Yeah. She's billed before like, Vigo Mortensen. I mean, like, but at that time, like, she had just come off of Arm- Armageddon. Yeah, I mean, I think and... at the time she might have been, other than maybe like Ian McKellen, but like Ian McKellen's like famous for a different reason. Like, when it comes to like yeah. blockbuster star power, she's the only one in the entire cast that has that. 
Yeah, like even like Kate at this point like wasn't she was like your like classy actress, right? She had just been, like Elizabeth and stuff like that. Like she wasn't. Yeah, I guess. And like Elijah was like what like in nothing. Well, this was his like I'm an adult actor debut. Like he was a child yeah. actor pretty much, and then this was his like I'm a real actor now moment. Yeah. So. Yeah. Uh, well, he. I mean, he is in the faculty, and we have to give him props for yeah, that. Yeah, we stand. The faculty. So you stand anyone that was in the faculty. That's always been a really fun detail for me. It's like, wow, like if they ever made like, and I'm sh- maybe they have, but if they ever made like a Lord of the Rings like box set and they engraved all the cast names on like the cover, it would be like Elijah Wood, Ian McKellen, Liv Tyler. <laughs> like what? All she does is go. Aragorn. <laughs> Honestly, same. See you. The star <laughs> of Evanstar. I don't fucking know, girl. The light Honestly, of that's what Honestly, that's what she's like in The Leftovers until she isn't. Yeah, she's just like, why does she talk like this? <laughs> like, that's how she talks. Like, that's not like the Arwen voice. She talks like that. No, that's how she is. She was good casting. She's, she's great casting. Yeah, she does look like, if I were to, they were like, Dylan, picture, gun to your head, picture a, a waifish Wood elf, I'd be like, oh yeah, Liv yeah, Tyler. Liv Tyler, yeah, obviously, and be like princess, like or, or imagine like a, like a, a, I don't know. I'm gonna cut that part out. I'm just gonna make another joke about Kate Blanchett, but I lost it. <laughs> Sorry, not Kate Blanchett, Blanchett Kate. Blanchett Kate, you're a genius, girl. <laughs> <laughs> and Jamie Lee Curtis here, all of us. Um, <laughs> what does that even mean? It's so good. <laughs> so fucking good. Uh, all right, why do straight people like this picture? Um, you know what? It's kind of like before the Marvel series. It's like the ultimate like nerd. Like it's the ultimate nerds win moment, isn't it? Yeah, cool. Because well, so this was happening like in the middle of the Star Wars prequels too. So nerds were getting fucking everything. It's so funny. They, they act like they got Wars, they get nothing, but they've had like they've gotten everything for like forty years now. Yeah, it's for real. It's so crazy that like Galaxy Quest is like two years before this started. And it's just how different, like those two timelines. It's so crazy. Like, I wish we were still in the world in which Galaxy Quest was like prescient and like made sense. Cause like Galaxy Quest does not make sense as a movie now. That's so true. Unless they said it like at like a Magic the Gathering. Yeah, convention. right. Which even then, there was a report that came out over the weekend while I was at the con that like Magic was a billion dollar industry now. Yeah. No, the nerds have kept winning. But here's the thing about Lord of the Rings. You mentioned earlier it's a classy movie. I don't think anyone mm. went and saw Lord of the Rings because they're nerds. I think that like what J.R.R. Tolkien has going for him is that is time. So mm-hmm. enough time had passed that these movie these books are considered classics. They're considered one of the greats of the genre. And I feel like that's the thing that Lord of the Rings has going for it. Is that it's like the Harry yeah. Potter movies came out literally as the books were still being written. Like there's yeah. no space in between. Even Game of Thrones, like he started writing those in the 90s. Like it's like not that long mm-hmm. ago. So it's just like I feel like Lord of the Rings has a prestige to it that was yeah. able to help it kind of transcend just being like a nerd movie. So it, like, wins in every direction. It's, like, classy. It's nerd fan service. It's every... Like, Peter Jackson really hit the pot of gold on this one. He really, really did. It was, like, the right time to, like, release the Lord of the Rings trilogy. 
Yeah, I want someone to, like, do, like, f- like, the same thing with, like, video games. Like, I want someone to, ad- like, I feel like, we're getting it now with, like, The Last of Us, but, like, I feel like that's, like, the last kind of, the last, like, piece of media that it hasn't been really, like, the well hasn't been drained yet is, like, adaptation of video games. Like, it would be cool if we got the same, like, attention to detail and love and budget for, like, a Bioshock movie or for, like, a Shadow of the Colossus movie or, like, a Final Fantasy movie. Yeah. Um, no, something I Something like that. Because I feel like we now – everything has been adapted. Even, like, Wheel of Time, which is, like, 14 books and, like, incomprehensible at this point, like, got adapted into a TV series. And, like, it's all adapted really quickly. And so, like, I feel like – So, basically, you're saying every famous book thing. has been adapted and it's over. For real, it's yeah. over, and it's no like, more books. It's no more books. We're done adapting books. Stop. Give us like fifty years, and then you can adapt a book again. Yeah, I agree. But yeah, start adapting video games. I think it'd be so cool. I, I don't understand why we don't have a Legend of Zelda movie. That's like that fully, is like, crazy to me that there's not a Legend of Zelda movie. There was. I remember that a couple of years ago, it was like leaked that Netflix was working on a Zelda series, and like that it leaked, they canceled it. Ugh. And so, like, but even then, like, I don't want, like, a Netflix series. I want, like, a Lord of the Rings-style fantasy epic. Yeah, I want, like, Zelda. a fully thought-out. But it should be Majora's Mask, for sure. Yes. should be Majora's Mask. Yeah, I think it'd be so cool. They did, like, they did like a trilogy of, they did, like, Ocarina, Majora's Mask, and Breath of the Wild. Just, like, made those into a trilogy of movies. Like, didn't, they didn't have to, like, connect, but, like, still just, like, a trilogy. Yeah, I think that is the one <coughs> issue that video games have, is it is... Not that common for a video game to be a direct, direct sequel. It's always like a different iteration mm-hmm. in the same world, right? Like The Last of Us is kind of unique in that way. Because um, yeah. even Bioshock 2 is like a different story, right? Uh, yeah, Bioshock 2, I think, I never played Bioshock 2. I only played Bioshock and Bioshock Infinite. Oh, that's why like I think I mean things. by Bioshock 2. Yeah, because there, there was a Bioshock 2 that like went back to the the world. I oh, it right did. Now, but, uh, okay, I didn't know that. Yeah, I guess and, like, that's no blocked. Fucking, like, this, yeah. Then, then, yeah. And then I made Infinite, which is, like, so fucking cool and good and, like, honestly needs to be adapted. Uh, but, yeah, like, adapt fucking video games. Yeah, I think it's tough. I feel like The Last of Us works because the main protagonist that you play as most of the time has a personality. And mm-hmm. usually, like, Link, for example, is just Link. Like, there's no – like, you put yourself into Link. Like, you're not – Link doesn't yeah. have a personality. He doesn't even say shit. His, like, whole thing is he doesn't say no. shit. What's Link's favorite color? Green? Probably. I don't know. He wears it all the time. Uh, most likely. <laughs> Wouldn't it be cool, though, if they made Link mute, though? Honestly, I would love that would, it. Like, I would like, love like Mad Max. Like Mad Max Fury Road. That'd be cool. He probably has, like, what, like, ten lines in the whole Like, movie? just make, like, Zelda the main character of Legend of Zelda. Just go yeah. for it. I think it'd be, it'd be great. Yeah. Um, like, I would love... I would love a fucking... Shadow of the Colossus adaptation. I think that's so ripe. Like, if, like, um, oh, fuck, who's that guy who did a ghost story? David Lowry. Uh, yes, he would s- fucking slay at a Shadow of the Colossus adaptation because it's so meditative, so small yet grand. Yeah. Gag. Give him the fucking. May, I, I do like think that the this Knight, is The Last yeah. of Us is so popular and so well done. I think we are about to see some video game adaptations getting snatched up. Like, we're about to see some rights bought, honey. Thank God. Thank God. No more books. Don't make me read a book before I have to see a movie. I'm done. Done we're reading. Done. Although I do want to read the new Yorgos movie. That seems insane. 
Yeah, I'm excited um, for that. Looks so good. Um, once again, camaraderie. Oh yeah. Brothers in arms they, fighting they love, together. It's so funny that in real life people don't want to see like di- people of different races or of different like thoughts like uh, or thinking come together to like fight for the common good. But in mm-hmm. movies, y'all love it. Y'all love seeing elves mm-hmm. and the dwarves and the menses and the wizards like all come together. Like it's like never thought I'd fight side by side with an elf. Why not a friend? Oh, so good. So good. <laughs> I think that Peter Jackson and whoever else wrote the screenplay like got the whole like cheesy like dialogue thing down. Like like it's, it's probably so the yeah. best like heartwarming cheesy like action dialogue ever. Like it works. Yeah, and they feel like friends. Like what I loved it at the very very end whenever like uh Frodo's like waking up in the bed and all the other uh hobbits are like in the bed with him like a sleepover. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, like it's it's cute. Like they're they're friends that hang out with each other. I think that's something that Marvel's missing is that. Yes. It's they're missing that like sense of camaraderie, like real camaraderie, like friendship. Yes. And yeah, Marvel sucks. Like like the more I watch like now that I watch Lord of the Rings and I've seen like what is probably considered the greatest franchise of all time, it's like, yeah, like none of y'all can touch this because y'all forgot that the characters and the story and like in actually enveloping you into a world is like what you're supposed to do with these sorts of things. Well, like I was listening to a podcast this weekend about the new Ant-Man and they were talking about like, there's like, this is like the 30 something Marvel movie in 15 years. And it's like, they were saying, yeah, like people are shitting on Ant-Man, but like, there's also like Thor, the dark world and like Iron Man two and all these other movies that like no one likes, but like, you know, no one says they're their favorites. And it's like, well, like Lord of the Rings doesn't have, any movies that no one likes. Everyone likes all the Lord of the Rings movies because they're good. Yeah, <laughs> They don't make like shitty ones. Yeah. Well, and like also it out. helps that the entire series was shot at the same time. Yes. And wasn't made by like enslaved VFX artists. Yeah. God, it's just, just like, it's just so crazy that that movie was made. It made a bajillion dollars. It won a bajillion awards and no one thought let's just do that again. Yeah. No, they do like the fucking Walmart version of it, which is Marvel. Yeah. Ugh. Uh, uh. Um, although speaking of Marvel, like this is, I was, what I was, when I was watching it, I was like, oh, this kind of like is the, one of the, uh, load stars, one of the base, one of the beginning points of like Marvel quips. Mm. Like, cause like there were a lot of like, I was thinking, especially like the I'm no man scene. Cause there was like yeah, a variation a lot of, of those that moments. in Endgame. There's a lot of those moments in the film. Miranda Otto's got the I'm no man. You've got like Legolas. They're counting the kills. Legolas and Gimli counting their kills is very mm-hmm. iconic. Um, just, but it's not like annoying in this. In Lord of the Rings, like it's like it's like fun. Like it's like it doesn't feel like so calculated. Like in Marvel movies, like especially like that scene in like Endgame, I think where like all the women superheroes come up and do like that like that splash sheet shot together, and it's like oh, sisters doing it for themselves, basically like on the fucking well, screen. Well, it goes back to what I said when we did all of our Marvel movies, which is that the stakes in Marvel movies don't aren't there. Like it doesn't feel mm-hmm. like in the Lord of the Rings, like people could die. Like yeah. you can feel the sense that like people are gonna die in this movie, or like things are gonna go wrong, or like. Like, this is, like, actually the end of the world. Like, this yeah. is the end of the world. Like, they say it in the movie. They're like, this is the end of our times. And you feel the stakes. So when they're fighting, you feel it. When Miranda Otto, like, kills the Witch King, it feels earned. Because it's like, yeah, mm-hmm. like, this is a fucking iconic 
thing to happen. This is going to go down in their history books, mama. This has become myth yeah. legend. I mean, they say at the beginning of the movie, like, like those, the, the, the war of Sauron becomes a myth and a legend. And then now this is the next great thing that has happened. Yeah. It's like a thousand years it's later. It's like the history of their world. Like we're getting to see like myths in the making and Marvel just doesn't have that. And they could, no. it's like, yeah, even though it's set in the modern world, it could have that quality of like, this is epic. Like, this is like life or death. Like even Danny Boyle was able to achieve some sense of epicness in like Sunshine, which is like a mid-budget sci-fi movie, you know? Like the yeah. stakes can be there. Like you just have to sell it to us. And I think the problem is the actors don't sell it. And then the actors can't sell it because the t dialogue is terrible. So it's like, mm -hmm. it, yeah, it's like the quips are balanced with the stakes. In Marvel movies, it's all quips, no stakes. Yeah. That's the problem. And it's like, but then like you watch something like Into the Spider-Verse. Yes. Which is like, so it's like the best Marvel movie, hands down, no contest. And it's like, you can be inventive and still be good and like have actual stakes in your movie. Cause that movie also feels really like the end of the world. And like, cause I think the thing with like mainstream Marvel movies that I don't like is that like, there's so much focus on multiversal stuff and like the infinite universes. And it's like, okay, well like nothing has stakes because like if, there's an infinite amount of other variations of this. Like who cares? Right. <laughs> no, like that's where they fuck it up. up. It's like, Oh, you can always just go grab a Spider-Man from another dimension to come help save the other Spider-Man. Like, yeah, it's too much. The, the world has opened itself up too much in the series. And mm -hmm. yeah, they're just so concerned with like fan service that they don't tell good stories and they, they no. no one has like characters and they're all just stock characters. They don't grow. But that's what's so funny is in Lord of the Rings, it's like the only characters that like grow are like what? Aragorn, Frodo, and Sam. Everyone yeah. else is like pretty, like Legolas doesn't change. Gimli doesn't change. They're friends. Well, yeah. And, 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 and <laughs> it's as simple it. as that, right? It's as simple as that. Mm -hmm. That's their arc. They make it that simple. And it's mm -hmm. like you need it like – it's like there needs to be some internal world there. It's like – you can't just be like, oh, Elizabeth Olsen's evil now because they killed the robot boy. Yeah, I, or like whatever. <laughs> it's just like it's too much external stuff. It's like the external stuff has to like, like I don't know. Like there has to be like a give and take of like the internal and the external. Mm -hmm. And I just feel like Marvel just like doesn't get it right. And they should be looking at Lord of the Rings as like the ultimate like way to do this. But I guess they're not. Or they did and they just got, oh, like, we'll do like kill counts. <laughs> yeah. And it's like, it doesn't feel like, it doesn't feel enclosed, like Lord of the Rings. It's like, it's three books, then The Hobbit and The Silmarillion. And it's like, that's it. That's all you got. Where it's like, Marvel's like continually ongoing with like comics and then also like in the movies and stuff like that. So it's like, okay, well, I'm basically watching all my children at this point. You're so right. But that's also like the problem with comic books or I, I, I don't want to say yeah. problem. I think that comic books work. Do they work in mm -hmm. movie form? I don't know. I don't, think, I don't so. think they do. I don't like I yes, the finality of Lord of the Rings is what makes it so satisfying. They win and peace is kept. They yeah. save the world and it worked and the only bad thing that's happened since the movies is that Frodo is like I can't be in the Shire anymore because I've changed, y'all. Mm -hmm. I'm getting on a boat. <laughs> so what are you going to do, you know? Go to some weird elven island that is very mysterious that they don't go into at all. Um He's gonna go dig up the ring out of the volcano. He's like, it's still there. Yeah, it's still there. <laughs> I know where it like, is. Gollum's, like Gollum's like fucking like skull skeleton. skeleton is like holding onto the ring. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. So I I I don't know. Yeah. It just feels. And even though I've seen the movies, you know, it's like it still feels 
like, yeah, there's stakes and you get nervous and you're like, what's going to happen? And you get the sense of like, oh my God, this is like, like the power to stop Sauron. Like it all comes down to like Frodo and it's just like, whoa, this is like, like you feel it. Like you're watching the movie and you can't help but to think like, what if I was Frodo in this situation? Like, could I like do this, you know? Mm-hmm. Could the whole entire world like rest on my shoulders, you know? Yeah, yeah. They Wouldn't yeah, maybe. and he doesn't want it. All the superheroes in Marvel are like, we want this. We want to save the world. Yeah. It's like I, I'd rather see a hero that's like, no, I don't want to. That's the reluctant hero, baby. That's the that's the classic it's, thing in it, the in the heroes. And that's tale. the reason why it's, it's like classic because it works. Power. It's a great storytelling device. Yeah, the, the hero that does not want to be a hero, you know. And that's what makes him a hero because he does what needs to be done, even though he doesn't want to do it. We can all relate to that. Can't we? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like Sam says, um, is there anything gay about this movie? I think there's a couple of things. The eye of Sauron, bitch. Yeah. Especially the specifically the scene where, uh, Pippin for some reason really needs to look at it. (laughs) (laughs) Like he's just like, no link. I want to look at it. I want to look at this glass ball. (laughs) It's so pretty. Yeah, it felt very much like you know that that meme of Mayhem Miller with her like turning around with her big blue eyes, like looking straight at the camera. Uh-huh. It feels very much like that whenever like uh, he puts on the ring and the eye like immediately realizes it and like looks. Yeah, straight the eye at is him. gay. The eye is like it's it, it's looking because gay people be looking around and shit. Like we're like looking around. Like, oh, yeah, we're like constantly like scoping. We're like who's gay? Who's gay? Who's a cute girl? <laughs> okay? Who's a cute girl that I can be friends with? Like, you know. Yes. <laughs> and that's what Sauron's doing. He's like, where's the ring? Where's the ring? Where's the fucking ring? Where are the orcs? Where is it? I want it. Just give it to yeah, me. Yeah, like the eye is gay. Pippin looking at the eye and almost dying is gay. Mm-hmm. Um, I think that the obvious one that everyone clowns a lot is that I understand that it's not not – the way it's supposed to be in the books. And I understand that like Sam's in love with like Rosie Hobbit or whatever the fuck, but come on y'all Frodo and Sam. Mm-hmm. They're in love. Girl. They're, they love each There's other. no, yeah. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. There's no straight man they on this planet that will do what most gay men won't do what he did for. No. Frodo. Okay. I think straight people are more likely to be this friendly than gay people. Yeah, I agree. <laughs> if What I'm saying is that if we were in a situation where one of us had to go destroy the ring, I know we, we would push the other into the volcano. Yeah, absolutely. No questions yeah. asked. Easy. Whereas Samwise tries to save. He's trying to save. He's them. like he the ultimate gay. Yeah. He's what a gay would be if we didn't have like centuries of oppression put on us to make us all bitchy and mean. <laughs> Yeah, I feel like there was, like, homophobia, like, in the creation of the ring. But in the thousand years since then, homophobia has been destroyed. Right. Therefore, he's now able to just be normal. Yeah. But, yeah, Sam's yeah. gay. And he's gay for Frodo. Sam's gay. For sure. He's so gay. He's uh, – I would watch it. I'd watch it. Oh, oh yeah. you know that Sam would top, too. Stop oh, the yeah, shit out of Frodo. Oh. I don't want Stranger Things, but I'm very familiar with uh, Sean Astin and Stranger Things because he's a cute little daddy oh, now. I know. I love it. Um, I think Denethor is pretty gay. Which one's that one? He was okay. Remember the guy from Fringe? He was no. the the old guy in Fringe. No, I don't know what that is. Uh, oh, Fringe is like a show. It was like a sci fi show. It's really cool. I'm surprised that hasn't been adapted yet. It's really good. Um, but he was 
Okay, so once again, like that warning we gave in the beginning about getting names and shit wrong. So where the battle takes place in the middle, like the castle and yeah. the rocks, right? So he's the guy who's like son. He thinks his son. Oh, the died. steward. He like goes crazy. The steward. Yeah, him, girl, because she is serving acting, a trembling lip, a quiver. Um, and then whenever he gets in the fire and he gets put in the pyre or whatever, and he sees the son's alive, and then he runs out and just jumps. I off have the side to of the say, castle. I did think during Girl. the scene where he was running on fire off of that like giant like thing at the top of the mountain, and then like threw himself off. I was like, wow, that is a pretty drama way to go out. For real. I love it. <laughs> That's how I want to go. <laughs> I, another thing that Peter Jackson has really well in this movie that like again Marvel take notes. Um, you learn so much about the characters. Like, through their actions in a way that's so smart. Like, the part where he's, like, eating all that shit while, like, mm-hmm. Pippin's singing. And, like, meanwhile, like, everyone's, like, about to, like, go to war for no reason because he's a dick. Um, it just, like, said a lot about his character. It just, you know, you get the sense of, like, yeah, he's, like, one of those kings that's, like, he's taking all of this, like, food and he's eating it all and he's not, like, a good guy. It's such a great movie because... They kind of skim over the politics of the men's world, which clearly is mm-hmm. there, but they put it in the background and they just give you just enough information to make you understand who these people are. Yeah. If you want more information about the politics, read yeah, the Yeah, he's like a power-hungry, but... like, shitty, like, let-them-eat-cake type. Got it. Like, yep. and they Done. did that in one scene. Yeah. And that's all, he, that's all that Peter Love. had to do. That's all he had to do. He's a yeah, genius. He is. <sighs> well... Now we're here at our gay recommendations where we recommend a movie that's a little gayer than the one we just watched. Um, there's not a lot of like gay fantasy. Yeah. Besides like Willow. It's so funny maybe. that a subgenre that has like unicorns and shit is like straight, but it is. <laughs> yeah. Uh, so I'm recommending uh, a movie that is by Peter Jackson. We talked about it a little earlier, but let's get deep into it. Fucking Heavenly Oh my God, guys. Heavenly Creatures is like such a perfect fucking movie. It's amazing. Torrent it. I don't care if you can find a DVD of it. Yeah, find it. it. Find I don't it. think there's ever been a Blu-ray release of it. It's crazy it's... to me. Like, I've like I've gotten a conversation recently about like should children even act? Um, like, is it like are they actually acting? Is it like actually mm-hmm. healthy for them to do it? Yada yada yada. I know I say this a lot. I was a, I'm a failed child actor, so I have lots of opinions about child acting. Um, <laughs> the greatest performances of all time by children are Melanie Linsky and Kate Winslet in this movie. Yes. By far. Everyone's new queen, Melanie Linsky. Y'all, you got to see where she came from. This was her first movie. Got to. It was definitely one of those like Chloe 70 moments. She was like plucked off the streets of New Zealand and they were like, you slay. Yeah. And she did. And they were right. She did. And And her and Kate, like I'm so mad because there's been so many awards. Like I feel like no one cares about this movie and there's been award ceremonies where Melanie and Kate are both there. Like Kate like was getting mayor of Easttown attention at the same time that Melanie was, I think getting yellow jackets attention. And I'm like, where's the photo op? Where is a photo of them on the red carpet together? I know they said hi to each other. Yeah. I know that like, Vanity Fair does that thing where like they'll like reunite actors and like, interview each other because like uh, Angela Bassett who did the thing and Kiki Palmer uh, did that recently. It's like do that. Fuck, I, I, Kate's not doing anything. Melanie's she's doing working she's on doing TV, a lot. so she has an open schedule. But she's got time to talk uh, to Kate. It just makes me nervous. I'm like, do they not like each other? Because that would like break my heart. Like honestly, oh my god, it'd be so sad. It would make me so sad if they were like not <sighs> friends in real life. 
I hope they're friends. I really hope they're friends. Because their performances in this movie, like, Heavenly Creatures is one of those weird movies where, like, <laughs> you're like, this is a, the best representation of gay people I've ever seen. But, like, also, like, spoiler <laughs> alert, they do some things that they should not have done. And it's fucked yes. up. And it's bad. And it's obsessive. And it's psychotic. And it's crazy. Um, but it's the most realistic portrayal of gay people no, I've ever 100% seen. 100% right. Like, I'm like, I'm sorry, but it, you're not gay if you've never been in a psychotic, obsessive relationship like the one they have in this movie. Like, I'm like... And, like, and it's always when you're young. It's always, like, when you're, like, 16 to, like, 21 years old. Yeah. I was so... I was, like... Because it got nominated for Best Original Screenplay. I was like, what did it lose to? It lost to Pulp Fiction. Like, okay, okay well, I mean, I'll, I'll allow that. Yeah, it's fine. But, like, any other... Man, the 90s were so good for screenplay. The Piano, Pulp Fiction, Usual Suspects, Fargo, Good Will Hunting, Shakespeare in Love, American Beauty. Fuck. Um, anyway, just go fucking watch it. It's on the Pirate Bay. That's how I have a copy of yeah, it. Yeah, it's like, honestly, um, guys, it's the only way to watch it. We, I literally looked up a DVD of the movie. It's going for, like, $100 on eBay. Yeah. So you it's, either need to pirate it, or if you have a local video store, uh, they might have mm-hmm. it there. Also, write your senators to change our copyright laws to allow them to re-release I don't it. understand. Criterion, if you're listening. Criterion? Y'all, like, if this it, is not gay rights. Like, <laughs> this mm-hmm. is... The fact that Heavenly Creatures is not on Blu-ray is, like, not gay rights. Like, that's not gay rights. It's, for Pride Month, put it in. They just announced their May releases, so next month they announce their June Heavenly Creatures. You know what they better do? I understand Heavenly Creatures is important, but they better be fucking announcing a Derek Jarman box set. Um, Guys, Mm. I don't know if I've recommended Derek Jarman before, but uh, he is the original gay filmmaker of experimental films, and he is a king, and everyone should watch his movies, and he should be talked about in the same breath as Kubrick, but he's not because he's a faggot, and he died of AIDS in 1994. So, Mm. guys, Mm. Dylan, everyone, Derek Jarman, they just put all of his movies on Criterion Channel. They're very hard to find. Where's the physical release? So, everyone watch them. I did get a TikTok the other day that was praising... And recommending buying physical copies because of they listed off movies that weren't available for streaming anywhere or for rent, and I'm like, yeah, I've been saying it for years. Buy your buy your records, buy vinyl. Buy CDs, I know it's so funny because people like Blu-rays. try to be like contrarian about that. Like, guys, like physical media is bad for the environment, which yes, true, and like all this other stuff. But I'm also like, but like a lot of these things are gonna get like lost. Like when yeah. I die, like I hope that my Blu-ray collection, my record collection, like goes to like a video store or a library or something like that Same. because it's like this stuff like needs to be like people like need to have this stuff like people need access yeah. to this stuff it's so important um cultural pres- preservation is it's very so important, important. we're and... losing it because in the digital age like yeah they'll like restore like fucking like lord of the rings in 4k because it was a big movie but all these like smaller or experimental or foreign or like gay especially gay mm-hmm. movies are like getting lost and it's really yeah. bad uh, it's really bad, guys. It's uh, They, like, release everything yeah, on video. They release everything on video. That seems to not be mm-hmm. the case for Blu-ray, I've noticed. Yeah, it's crazy that, like, I was, I even got, I got a TikTok about it also, but, like, how, like, reality TV is probably like, one of the most important genres of television now, but, like, so much of the early, like, important reality TV, like, will never stream and will never be released because of, like, music rights and stuff. Mm. It's, it's like, always music get, rights, man. Music. The music industry needs to change that rights. shit, dude. Mm-hmm. That's fucked up. I found out, I finally found out the why Gregoraki's movies, like none of them are on Blu-ray, and it's literally music problems. 
always because he uses like because he used like Radiohead and like Nine Inch Nails and like things that like cost money now. I'll mm. write a letter to Tom and to Trent. <laughs> they, I feel like they'd be down. For I think it. so. It's just no one's trying hard enough. I honestly no. like if I ever come into money, like my goal is to use my money to like help bring these movies onto Blu-ray. Yes. Like I will fund this shit personally. If no Truly, one else will do you're that. gonna fall into the fires of Mount Doom holding a Blu-ray criterion copy of Heavenly Creatures and smiling. Yeah. Like oh, I will column. die happy. Same. Yeah. Anyway, watch yeah. Heavenly Creatures. <laughs> watch Heavenly Creatures is perfect. Um is there anything else we got on Lord of the Lord of the Rings, the return of the king? No, I think we, I think we, we, like, did, we did a pretty good job, like get, getting through that shit. We, we, we yeah. hit all the points. It's a four. I mean, mine was a four-hour-long movie. Mine's only three hours and fifteen minutes. I, I watched the, the easy breezy beautiful. I, version. You know, I hadn't seen the movie since I was a kid, so I don't, I don't know what was added or not. But apparently, there's a scene that I watched where like Saruman stabbed in the back. That's not in your version. Yeah. It's definitely not in my. How version. does he die in your version? I think he just falls. The the, the tower falls. Oh. No, he gets like betrayed by a uh, worm tongue or whatever. Is he not up there in your version? I, I may have been on my phone for a little bit. Oh my god! Well, now I, I'm never gonna know until unless I rewatch Return of the King, the theatrical version. I guess. Well, it's a thing people do every year on Christmas now is rewatch all three: Lord of the Rings extended edition, or is it a New Year's? I don't know, it, I think but that's like a thing that like film nerds. I do. will say that like I. Fellowship is the one I've rewatched the most, so I recognized the scenes that were added, and they don't really add anything to the movie. So I've just yeah. got to say, like, I mean, I think they're worth watching if you're like a super fan. Like, I'm not like dunking on the like extended versions, but I think what I want to say is that it's very impressive that he mm-hmm. was able to cut down the movies to what they are theatrically, and they work really, really well. Um, yeah, and that like all the stuff that he left out was like smart to leave out like that stuff that really was superfluous and that's yeah peter jackson what happened man i don't understand i don't understand make a movie again make a real movie again no more no more fooling around do a real movie all right you can find me dylan on twitter i had i changed my uh username because i wanted to get on uh more fights with people on twitter so you can find me now at diane warren vivo (laughs) on twitter <laughs> uh, and Instagram at Garseed and Letterboxd at Garseed. And I'm Kirk Van Sickle, and you can find me on Letterboxd and Twitter at KRKV and SCKLE and Instagram at Kirk underscore Van Sickle. Yeah. 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 And we're going to go, uh, I'm going to go cook some dinner now. I'm going to go DoorDash something. Great. And Hell get yeah. my dog to shut up. Good night, Brucey. Good night, Brucey. Good night, Brucey. Bye. Love you. All right. <laughs>